Well, empathy started with me as an individual. That was way back, even when I was still in high school. I was just operating as an individual. Even even when I was at school, I could ask for my colleagues yeah. if they have old clothes they do not really use. If they have any shoes they do not oh really use, oh, oh take them to the village and give them to children. That's how I really started reading books. I was giving them pens whenever they were going back to school. I was even uh, trying to afford uniforms where possible. Kids here do not have shoes. Like you find a kid at around eight years when she has never owned a pair. I personally had my first shoes, my first pair of shoes, like these these real real, real shoes when I was about six. So. It is always a blessing to give than to receive. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila. The podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring live experiences. Today's guest, Henry Katsenda, is a Uganda educator, tourism entrepreneur and a philanthropist. He is the founder of Empathy Children Initiative a charitable organization that helps vulnerable children access education and other basic needs. There are other things he does, but I believe all that will unfold in the course of this conversation. Hello, Henry, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Yes, hello. It's a pleasure being hosted on Podcast with Sheila. Okay, so let's talk about some highlights uh, and landmarks of Uganda, a little bit of the culture, what the culture is like. Educate us some more. So that if somebody's listening Uganda, and doesn't know about Uganda, Uganda do is, yeah. yeah. Uganda is a multicultural country. We okay. have 56 tribes. And usually uh, in Africa here, uh, each tribe usually have their own cultures. Okay. But uh, for some reasons, uh, other tribes, they have almost a similar culture. Mm. So uh, cultures here... Uh, Socially, a family is the smallest unit, mm. and it is the smallest unit mm-hmm. of uh, the entire culture. Mm-hmm. In a family, the, the man is the, is the overall. Mm. Actually, men here are more like uh, dictators. Oh, okay. You yeah. see? Yeah. So, uh, lady, mm, to a large extent, they are not really taken as as big people, though, if you have really emerged up and uh, there's a lot of women emancipation, mm. but uh, still in the rural areas, ladies are taken as properties. Uh, yeah, like a man goes to the home of the lady and they buy, they pay bread price, they are buying a lady to get married to a man. And then when that lady goes to a man, that's, the lady is a property. And when they divorce, a man has uh, the authority to go and claim what he took at the, at the lady's home. <laughs> <laughs> this, this happens more in the rural areas or in the cities? of In the, in the rural areas. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Yet rural areas cover around 80%. Of Uganda, okay. Only uh, urban and a bit of of uh, semi-urban. Mm. 
Wow. Uh, cultures here, just like uh, many African countries, mm -hmm. children belong to a man. Yeah. They do not belong to a lady. Okay. They just there to give birth and that's all. Uh, another social aspect uh, is that uh, uh, people are classified into three groups. We have the loyal group, that is mainly because many cultures here have kings. Mm. They are kind of a monarch. Yeah. The monarch is yeah. king. Have the intermediate, the intermediates, and then we have the peasants. About education, uh, that is uh, <laughs> one of the longest stories I've ever had here. Education in rural in rural areas is extremely low. Okay. In my village, where I come from, in the past ten years, I was the only graduate there. How, how big is your village? Yeah, like my whole village has around two thousand people. Oh, and all of the two thousand is just one graduate from there. I was a graduate in the past ten years. Wow. The, actually, almost fifteen years because uh, the one who was there for the past five before this ten was a diploma holder, and I was a degree holder for the past ten years. Oh my God! And when you. And when you at make research, the girls that have made it uh, above senior, for, I don't know how you can term senior for over there, but that last class when we are presenting to, to high school. Mm. Uh, you may find that only around two girls have really made it through. Girls get married at the age of 15, some even 14, 16. Someone reaches at the age of 20, 24, with already three kids. The future is ruined. There is nothing to do. And somehow the, the whole society just looks at it as something normal. So that's about the culture. <laughs> but I like the thing you're doing. Now that you've spoken about education, let's go into what you actually do with Empathy Children Initiative. Okay. When did it start? I believe, I believe, um, because of the background of the education system in your village, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that was where you drew, you drew strength from to start empathy. Let's talk about that journey. How did it start? Where is it going? Was it like? Well, empathy started with me as an individual. That was way back, even when I was still in high school. I was just operating as an individual. Even, even when I was at school, I could ask for my colleagues. Yeah. If they have old clothes, they do not really use. If they have any shoes, they do not oh really use. Oh, oh Take them to the village and give them to children. That's how I really started. Uh, around 2020, when I was from, when I was graduating at, uh, from college, mm -hmm. I went to the office and asked for permission to really start operating officially as a non-profit. They gave me a go-ahead and registered it as a fully, a full non-profit. That's when we really started on uh, an official level. But I was doing charity from way back. I was giving children books. I was giving them things whenever they were going back to school. I was even uh, trying to afford uniforms where possible. Kids here do not have shoes, 
like you find a kid at around eight years when she has never owned a pair. I personally had my first shoes, my first pair of shoes, like these these real 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 shoes when I was about six. So kids do not have shoes, they do not have school bags, they do not have uniforms, but they really want to go to school, even when they are they can afford really going there. Sometimes they do not have amenities to use at school. So that's where I really drew my inspiration, my background and what I grew up seeing in my in my area where I stay. I was like, no, let me really do this on a very large scale so that a lot of children can can really get from it. And currently we have thirty five children. Mm-hmm. I really I could really like the number to go to about fifty, but we are limited with resources yeah my god i'm touched by all of this and to think that um to think that the world is moving forward you know this kind of stories i used to hear them is it it may not be too different from where i come from ghana i'm originally from ghana it i think in the hinterlands or in in the villages there'll be stories like this over there but you tend to think that gradually we are getting things together because when you look at the pace at which our cities are developing against our villages the gap is really wide you get it the gap is really wide such that children in the cities get all the education get better food good clothing and all of that and those in the villages seem to have been left out and i'm really touched by this because if anybody who's listened to uh, this podcast knows that i'm passionate about women and about children so in a few minutes i want you to put out there if anybody happens to chance on this which i know that people listen to the podcast a lot and they think they can do a shoebox you know shoebox of things it could be shoes clothing books stationary pens pencil anything please uh i pray that it, it comes anybody who wants to do a donation will bring good clothing not clothing that is meant for the brain i know that usually people tend to put things like that together for donation but we know it's still donation but let it be something good in good condition that somebody can use you know that is where the blessing is from so i want you henry in a few minutes tell people exactly what you need to support these children i believe that if we support the children we are helping our generation it may not just be uganda because the, the child could be in uganda but may find himself somewhere else in the world doing something big you can't tell somebody's future but then if any of us is in the position to give a push to the good cause you are doing i think we should be able to do it so in a few minutes just tell the kind of help you would need from anybody who is listening all right, uh, just like any other child out there yeah. uh, would like to have a good shoe yeah. on his or her feet, yeah. just like any other child there who could like to have a good cloth, yeah. like there who could like to have somewhere to sleep, like like children sleep on, do you know, papyrus, papyrus mats. Oh, oh, I've seen those mats. Yes. So they're like straw mat, isn't it? They are like straw. Is it straw? Yes, some kind of straws, and then they make they woven something it. angular. Yeah. Oh my God. So that's what many of them sleep. These kids need to sleep at least on a mattress, however cheap it is. Yeah. But when it's in 
a mattress, some bed sheets. So we have, uh, let me say, anything needed for a kid to grow up, to be happy, is what we need. We have 35 children and six are staying with us. The six have no trace of their background. We know about only two of the six, of which two we are staying with the grandma and elder grandma of 87 years. And when we went to the grandma, she openly told us the mom died four years ago. The mom to the kids died yeah. four years ago. So we went to the authorities and we got the, the orders to be with these kids and they are with us. They are part of the six that we are staying with. Then the other of the six we completely do not know their background. They are on the streets, loitering, doing nothing. Really? But now we thank all their yeah, they're in school. Well, you're doing a good job yeah. there, and you're doing a, a, a good job. And I know how charity is. You know, you only need to have a good heart to be able to do a charitable work. It's, it's not for everybody. To do a charitable work and do it well, charity is not for everybody. It's for somebody with a good heart, somebody who is dedicated to the cause and all of that. And it gets very difficult when you don't have help. So how many people do you work with? Is it just you or you've got help? You've got people who come around to help you with the children, teach them and uh, stuff um, like that? Yes, I have people. Uh, at first, we did not have where to stay. So I talked to my father and he gave me two years. Uh, two two rooms on his backyard and he said me and told me okay you can be keeping here the children for some time as you really try to get where to stay and I was so grateful for that so they stay there they cook for them uh, they play at least you see some bit of improvement not like before so we really need anything good for a kid wow. anything good for a kid Yes, that's what we need. You talked about the clothes. Like a cloth, you may see that it's bad there. It can be helpful to a kid here. Mm. Like you with only three three clothes, three like this, putting on one, two, three. And again, he recycled the same clothes. What are the so, ages of the children? You. What are their ages? Uh, the eldest, the girl, the eldest child a girl is 15 and then the youngest is what the youngest is three you have a gofundme account yes we have the gofundme account uh, it was it was opened for us by a friend in the u.s and mm. he said let me help you with this and he really she has tried to be helpful yeah i share that link with you uh the eldest girl, who is 15, we got her last year, and she was on a verge of being married off. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, we had we delayed for like a week. I believe now she could be married to an old man in his 40s. Oh, you know, for some reason, I, you, I tend to think that this kind of thing is has been wiped out. You know, I didn't know it still goes on. The things are there in the villages. They are there. Oh my God. They are there just because they go unreported. But they are there. Wow. If at this point, if anybody's listening to us, please, 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 we need your help. We need your help. I know, I know 
from where i live i well me just me alone i know i can get you know a box full of shoes so i'm going to see how to get it to you and get some clothes as well to you as well and if anybody's listening and they think they can you know old clothes old clothes from your children in good condition old shoes from your children in good condition stationary books anything you can grab please we're going to be leaving some links his address his telephone number everything um beneath this um recording and we'll also put it um um in the messaging area okay so you can contact him and then send anything you need to send to him all over the world wherever you are all the time i say that is always good to give than to receive because anybody who gives is like on top and the person who is receiving is at the bottom so the giver is always a blessing but don't forget that as you bless somebody so you think that you're giving out and then you know like water in a jar as you pour from the top you think that it's getting finished you don't get finished you never run out because the more you give the more it will be given onto you so as you give to somebody it, it comes back in in different ways back to you so don't be worried about the giving just give 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 is I'm, I'm worried about space if i had space i would have asked people to bring it to my house and they would do a big package to you but i think we can discuss that with time but in the meantime if anybody can reach out to you on your gofundme account do a donation or do clothes shoes anything you can do for these children please don't hesitate to do it because i think he's doing a brilliant job i've seen the pictures um uh, you posted on linkedin and i had commented on it because i'm passionate about charitable work i am really really passionate yeah. about it but another thing i wanted to find out where are the is some of them so most of the children are with were with their mothers what about their fathers where are they uh, <laughs> like uh many children actually with their guardians mm. some guardians are mothers and they are single moms in africa here there is a lot of polygamy mm. and sometimes you can have uh, like eight wives and for some reason she lives at home the man is is dead and the lady is a widow and when a lady is widowed the family of the man in many cases comes and picks whatever belongs to a man and land, they may leave the widow with the house only where to stay with with the Children. with the kids. So majority of these ladies are single moms, vulnerable single moms who cannot afford to educate their children. We have public schools here and that's where our children go. But public schools here we do cost sharing. Like the site of the parent or guardian pays for food, money for examinations, and these day-to-day needs of a child. The government pays for teachers and that's all. But even that small money for examinations, some some parents and guardians fail to really pay that money. And you find a kid has waited for two years, three years without school. Oh and the guardian has nothing to do. Is also there. Uh, we really formulated uh, uh, a, a project proposal of how to empower these guardians, these single moms, yeah. in the, in the meeting, teaching them skills, yeah. teaching them bakery, mm. 
so that they can be able to start up something for themselves. For themselves, yeah, that's important. Yeah, yes. and we as well talk to them to form saving, saving and credit groups mm-hmm. within, like for example, ten, ten, ten people per group. So through that saving and credit, we can uh, give them some cash so that they can be able to get loans from that saving and credit. That loan, they can use that loan to start up something. Because people here really want to work. They really like agriculture so much. So when someone gets uh, money from a saving and credit group, invest it in maybe agriculture, mm-hmm. she can have something herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She can develop, she can increase livelihood income. So that's also one of the projects we are really looking on. Another project is for teenage moms. We're also looking to empower teenage moms because we know sometimes they, many of them are still young to make a decision. They are perhaps influenced and they end up sleeping with a man and a child comes. Men run off and she has nothing to do. You see? So we are also looking to empower such kind of people to also teach them skills so that they can have something to do and also take others to school because some are really young, 16 years some of these stories are really 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 touchy and I'll be excited yeah. to hear that somebody listened to podcast with Sheila and connected with you and is massively supporting you personally I'll see if I can wrap up a few things and get them to you but we'll talk more um, later how to get that to you but i'll i'll be excited to hear that more people who um pour their hearts out towards your cause but let's go on to your tourism project so what is that about as well is that that's your main job is it the tourism so what is it about let's talk about it what is it called and how did it start it is called Angel African Safaris. Okay. I started Angel African Safaris with a, a cousin sister of mine. She's doing tourism and she's about to graduate. Uh, we started in 2019 and in 2020 we closed for almost two years. We revived into 2022. Angel African Safaris organizes vacations, adventures, uh, honeymoon people who would like to come to Uganda, Rwanda, and Kenya. So we organize vacations, safaris, study, study excursions, yeah, things like that. So we, we organize people who would like to really come to have tour, tourism. Uganda has a lot of tourist attractions. Okay. We have areas. We have the source of the longest river in the world, River Nile, fragments from Uganda here. Uh, we have mountain gorillas, people who like to come and do gorilla trekking. Someone may come and wants to see cultures when he or she is interested in, in really seeing how do how do these people live. Yeah. Like, what do, they sh- what do they cherish? What do they like? Cultural studies. We also organize those tours. Yeah, and basically everything in the world of adventure, rafting, Bingy jumping, hiking, everything. That is my job, but that's what I really do. Wow. 
Wow, wow, that's very impressive. So if you're listening to us and you'd like to take a holiday trip to Uganda, you can get in touch with Henry and I believe he'll be able to help you out with all of these lovely tourist sites he's talking about. And uh, yeah, and get to learn more about the culture in Uganda, in Kenya and Rwanda as well. I'll be excited to visit Uganda if one day when, and I'll be excited to come and see the things you're doing out there. I'll be I'll be excited to help because I'm really touched by the stories of the children and all. But you cannot help it the way our African culture is when somebody knows or a man knows that he can only marry or have one woman and take care of that woman properly. Yet will go out and have two, three, four because it's been offered to him. And in the end, I always say this, that sometimes when we t- when we make some of these decisions, we shouldn't take it because it's been offered to us. Think about the consequences, the children you are bringing out, you know, because these children weren't asked to be born. I always say they weren't asked to be born. But out of you know, bad decision, our selfishness, our greed, the things we think, well, we, you know, I, there's one thing I hear all the time and I, I get so angry. So I don't like to talk about topics like that. Like the men who say, I'm a man, I can do this and I can have more three, four, five. Yes, you can have more women at your disposal. But remember that as you're having them, children will be coming out unless you're protecting yourself. But as you're having them and children are coming out, be ready for the responsibility that come with it because you're not going to have those children and then you're going to leave them there like that, you know, to the messes of the world. You have to take responsibility for that. So, yes, of course, if you want to have three, four, five, go ahead and have them. But know that as you're having the wives, the children are going to come and don't leave them. And it's, single mothers is becoming like the thing of, of the day. Too many single mothers because too many men are not taking their responsibilities and then they have the children. It's become a norm because they know that when they leave, the children will be taken care of. And in so many cases, women struggle to bring these children up and raise them properly. And then when their children are in better positions, the fathers go looking for them and the children forgive them. So it's become something like a pattern. So the men do it and then they go. The men do it and then they go. Too many children are being raised by single mothers now, which is not right because children need to have both parents raising them. And I'm happy you're doing this for some of the children who can't have their fathers in their lives at the moment, but they need to be educated. They need to eat. They need to sleep. You know, they need to be clothed. When they are not well, they need to be taken care of. They need to receive medication and all that. And it will only take people like you to help out when... Parents are checking their responsibilities. People like you to help out. And you can't do it all alone. That is why we are calling on anybody who is listening. If you can chip in, please chip in and help. You may be anywhere in the world, but as you listen to it, if you think you're capable to put in a thing or two, to put in a dollar a pound, anything, do a shoebox package of whatever, books, whatever it is that you think would be beneficial in the growth of a child. And please reach out to Henry. We'll definitely be leaving all his links somewhere around this video, this recording, this episode. Just look for it and get in touch if you can um, and help out. Henry, in wrapping up, what will your final message be to our listeners? Uh, uh, before wrapping up, before wrapping up, we you asked me what we are really striving up in the yeah. future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are striving to to build a children's center. Great. This children's center where we can be based and where 
all these children can access us. Okay. A children's center where actually some can come for skilling, center as well for skilling people. It is it, it can be a center where some children who completely have nowhere to stay can at least stay. Yeah. yeah. So that is one of our really big plans. Uh, we really envisage to get our own land where we can build a children's center. Uh, land in Uganda is not so expensive. Okay, it can be expensive to Ugandan currency, but mm. not to get to, to, to a dollar. $10,000, $8,000 can buy a very big, big land. Oh, wow. Where we can uh, start building our own place because I'm operating in my father's backyard. And uh, he gave us, he told me, when you really feel like everything is fine, I have no problem with that. And he also sometimes helps. Wow. Yeah, he helps. Yeah, he helps with food. He helps with uh, clothes sometimes when he is really able. And for that, we are very grateful. Uh, that is one of our long-term projects. And also the project of skilling uh, teenage moms mm. and skilling uh, single moms where um, some of our kids come from, some are orphans, staying with the mom, the, the, the moms are single moms as well as widows, mm -hmm. so they are twice. Mm -hmm. They are single moms, and single moms and widows, they are also a special category there. So we are looking at uh, those two projects, having our own place and also skilling girls and women, and also taking back teenage moms to school. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, a so big project. That's a massive project. Another, another thing I want to forget earlier about is about sanitary pads. Sanitary every pads? School yeah, every school time we take sanitary pads to schools of vulnerable, of vulnerable children in my community. Yeah. I can tell you this, that a girl here can reach 17 years, 18, when she has never used a sanitary towel. So what has she been using yeah. then? They use some substitutes, some unhygienic substitutes. Mm. And miss school for those entire days when they're in red. Don't miss school. They will not go. And then there's also another misconception that we have really tried to change the mindset. Like many people here, they think when a girl uh, first undergoes menstruation, uh, she's ready for marriage. They start looking for a man. <laughs> yeah, there and then. So we've, we've at least fought that mindset so much. So for two years, and we've really fought that. We've brought in people to teach the community. And that is at least they they have really, uh, there is some change. Then the parts, a part here costs around $1.5. $1. Approximately, let, let me say $1 for a basic part. Mm -hmm. One dollar can buy a pad. Wow. So we take pads to girls. Actually, I even think that uh, post on my LinkedIn where we went to schools and gave out pads to eight good schools, eight schools for vulnerable children. And we gave out pads to 50 children each. And some we are, we are really saying, at least help me with that chance. But when the pads were very smaller than the number. They teach them how to use them because they really don't know. They can't afford them. They never use them. 
they try to teach them and we give them. So this time I'll, I'll, around we want to have disposable sanitary pads that at least stay a bit longer. And uh, that's also one of the projects we are looking at uh, this school term to really help with the pads to children. That mm -hmm. is something vital here. Something vital. Someone maybe then think maybe people have pads or what, but I think people need to travel and see and the see. other side of the world. Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. side of the My God. So oh my that, God. That, that's also something I really like your listeners to maybe to help us out. We can spend around $2,000 and buy around uh, 800 bucks. 800 pieces of parts and at least 400 children can benefit from that. Wow. That's wow. Well, I think that everybody listening will be able to chip in and I think your GoFundMe account will be the great place for them to do the donation so we'll put that link out but if if even if everybody who listens to this episode can buy one two three four five parts we are talking about sanitary parts disposable ones that don't cost too much these girls cannot afford to use them and we are talking about hygiene here and health so please at this point if you are listening in and you can support support a neighbor support a friend support somebody stretch your hand out to help somebody who is so so much in need you are talking about children you are talking about teenage girls in this case in uganda and um, Henry has been spearheading this project for a very long time. And today he's here on podcast with Sheila asking that we support him channel this course because there are a lot of the girls and the children who need help, but he can only do as much. So if you can, please reach out to him. At this point, Henry would like to say a massive thank you for coming on podcast with Sheila today. Thank you so much for seeing me. You've been listening in. This is season two, episode 65 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you'll find what you are passionate about. And as you navigate through life, to enable you to live a fruitful, successful, and relaxed life. Don't forget to be a giver as well. Until we meet again, have a brilliant week.